1: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91
0: Something a little bit different now. Uh, Peter Ferguson. When I hear the name Peter Ferguson, I think, oh, he's a legend in harness racing. Um, he's into greyhound racing too. And until this morning, I didn't know that. Uh, Peter Ferguson joins the show now. G'day, Peter. Yeah, how you going, Steph, all right? I'm good, mate, I'm good. Um, greyhound racing, how long have you been dabbling in that? Um,
1: probably, I don't know, it might be four years now, I think, four or five years, maybe.
0: Fantastic. I'd, I'd imagine dogs are much better behaved and less cantankerous than horses.
1: Yeah, well, it's less injury rate, you don't get kicked. <laughs> you might get a little nip every now and then, but, um, yeah, that's, um, you're dealing with a slightly smaller animal, so it is uh, it is a little bit more pleasurable than they're getting knocked around.
0: And they don't eat as much either. The food bill must be much lower.
1: Yeah, the food bill is a lot lower, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that that does help as well.
0: Um, you've got three dogs in at Monaco on Sunday, race four, number one. Just talk us through the, the characteristics of these dogs and perhaps their chances. You think they've got race four drawn the one box pan edition. Yeah, oh, she's mad. Um, <laughs> I, I want to back it already. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, she, she, she's she's uh, she's she's part owned by Luke Whitaker, and if any of you know Luke, for he's a harness racing driver. He's now based himself in South Queensland, but he's a little bit ADD and and out there as well. And so <laughs> it's, it's quite apt that Luke's got a share in it actually. So um, it's uh, she's a little bit like that as well. But uh, yeah, no, she's. Um, She's, she's, had a, she's been just back from a small toe injury and um, she ran third last start, first fresh up so um, we sort of saved her for this race so we could make sure we get a start and um, yeah, come up with a one box so, uh, you know, she's normally a good beginner so um, I think she's, she's probably a real good chance.
0: Uh, into race seven, you've got uh, the sixth draw. I always back the sixth draw because they wear a green rug and I'm 2 through and through, so my, my eyes tune into them. Pedro Lee had a couple of good wins, uh, backed up last start with a sixth. Um, Dogwell?
1: Yeah, he, he's good. Um, he's, Auckland doesn't really suit him. If you have a look at his track stats, they're not really that great. And saying that he's only ever lined up up there when it's been good races. So, um, yeah, he he didn't have much luck in the heats for the Auckland Cup. But, I mean, when it's an 80 grand final, you've got to have a crack. Um, So, yeah, it it doesn't necessarily suit him in Auckland. He can be a stride slow and then you end up getting in a little bit of trouble. He's he's far better suited at Cambridge. So, um, yeah, he's just going to in the lap of the gods and if he you know as long as he gets around safely and pulls up good that'll be a win for me.
0: So I've always wanted to ask someone this and you're going to be it the difference in tracks there's not there's not a heap of greyhound tracks around the country why do some tracks suit some dogs and others is it the tightness of the corner the length of the straight what is it?
1: Oh both of those things Um, you've either got a one turn track or a two turn track so obviously they've all got two turns and two straights but um, you know the middle distance races at Cambridge start at the end of the back straight, and you've got a hell of a long run to that first corner. So you can be astride slow, and if you're good enough, you can make it up and, and get to that corner first. Whereas Auckland, um, t- tied a smaller track, the 500, that's only you know 90 meters to the first corner and or, or less. Um, so if you are astride slow, it's a lot less time to make the ground up. And um, I went to a. An annual conference once, and a guy from Melbourne who done, you know, they do this. They're, they're more professional over there, and they get you the stats and all those sorts of things they have. And they said a dog, you know, hit their top speed after about eighty or ninety metres. Well, after eighty or ninety metres is the bend, <laughs> and that's so. That's, uh, so if you're not up there, it's 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 hard work. So um, you know, whereas as I say, on the two turn tracks like Manor Two Cambridge, and uh you get a lot bigger run to that first corner. So. Um, you know those dogs that are a bit stride slow but still have a lot of ability can make that up you
0: know now pedro lee you've you've mentioned hasn't got great great track stats but in race nine you've got number one romantic dancer um, good track stats uh fifteen times there for five wins and three placings and you've got box one and it's two from two in box one um can I suggest potentially your best chance of the day no. Oh it's first up from a break, not ready, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. She's um she's as good as we can get her. She she had a um back muscle injury, um and I've probably um being the per- sort of person I am i tend to take longer than shorter to get them back and being a bit over cautious probably, but um she's back and she's well and she's trialling really well. Um but she's you know, she's as good as I can get her without having a race hard and, and race fit. She's only been trialling on her own sort of thing, so um, I was wrapped with when she got box one because I think that'll really help her and she does begin well. So if there's any sort of trouble um, in the race, she'll take advantage of that. But um, she always, when I've had her in the past, she's always been better with a few runs under her belt. But, um, you know, at a price, I wouldn't put you off back in her, but, um, you know, I'll be happy if she, um, you know, just gives a good account of herself and stays out of trouble.
0: Tell me about the personality of these dogs. Um, it's a little bit loaded because I have seen them away from the track. I actually went to Hutt Park uh, Greyhounds years ago and watched these dogs go around. They said, come and meet the dogs, and I thought they are going to be really highly strung. It's the only time they get wound up uh, in that sort of five minutes from the stir up to the race and then they come back. They're just so lovely away from racing.
1: Oh, they are, um... You know, yeah. As I say, like they've all got their own personalities. The same with horses. Same with people. I mean, some people you you know you you probably wouldn't be happy with either. But and some dogs are the same. But <laughs> the um, the, yeah, you know, they've all got their own personality. As I say, like that Pan edition, she's really wound and she comes out. And she's excitable at any time of the day. Um, and then you get the other ones that you know they're flat getting out of their own way and don't even want to get out of their bed. You know, um, and but they're all they're, they're lovely dogs to deal with. I mean, um. My granddaughter's two and a half, and she goes in the kennel and plays with them, and we let them run around the paddock, and she's throwing the ball to them and <laughs> stuff like that. They're actually very, very placid dogs, um, and they just but um, they love to run and they love to chase things. So um, that's just their breed and, and, and what, what they do.
0: Yeah, your kids are into racing as well. Um, how involved are they?
1: Uh, my son Dylan, he um, he's in partnership with Graham Rogerson and Harness. Um, everyone that comes to this property has got a greyhound license, so then if I need a hand, so that's just a given. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, my son, he's in the harness, um, and he's in partnership with Graham Rogerson. He's, he's had a great run and he's been, he's been doing really well. He's, he's sort of lived and breathed it since the time he was, um, could walk, you know, he was, um, running around the house with a whip and chasing things and riding the, either riding his rocking horse or had a cart behind the rocking horse, depending on what was on the TV. Um, but my daughter, she's, um, she's actually getting married next weekend, so that's really good. Uh, but she's actually into little kids in a good way. She's, um, she's an early childhood teacher, which um, if you, you know, see the way the world's going, there's, there's good money in early childhood teaching, that's for sure. So um, she's right into that. She's never really been into the horse as much or, or the racing as such, but um, all she knows is that it pays the bills.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Talking to Peter Ferguson. Finally, Peter, what gives you the biggest thrills now? Is it driving winners, training training horses, training dogs? What's something that makes you think, I've had a good day?
1: Oh, I think, I think anyone's good, stuff, whether it's a maiden greyhound race at Cambridge or, um, or a group one race at, at the Trotts at Alexander Park. I mean, a lot of planning goes into all those sort of things for, for everyone, but um, I, I still enjoy winning. Um, I, I still love driving, and I still love the, the people. Um, and um, you know, it's 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 always good when a plan comes together. But obviously, when you get a bit older and your kids are successful, and um, you know, you you get a big buzz out of out of them having an, a, an achievement or a success um, as well. So um, you know, I, I still enjoy racing. I, I I've got out of the administrative side of things, if you like, because you know, it gets a bit frustrating. As you get older and, and times change, so. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I still enjoy the actual race itself and being involved in the competitiveness. As I say, any, any win's good, and I mean, obviously, if you win a, you know, a big race like I did with Magic Four the other night at Auckland, I mean, um, Reedman and myself had a big, big, association over many years with good horses like Gold Ace, and so to get back on one of his and, and win a group, uh, well, it wasn't a group race, but a, a big race, the Harness Millions race. Um, yeah, that was a big buzz and. You know, as I say, every, every race is a plan to get the horse or dog there. So if it comes off, then that's where your satisfaction comes from.
0: Oh, well, brilliant, Pete. You probably don't know this, but my late grandmother passed away probably six, seven years ago. Every week, for as long as I can remember, just had one each way on every Peter Ferguson drive. Uh, you were a pretty special <laughs> driver to her, and she always rang me on the Saturday morning and said how she went. So uh, thank you for keeping her entertained for well over a decade uh, in, in the driving stakes. It was really cool. Oh, no, that's
1: good, go mate. I mean, there's a lot of people like that in the industry and um, a lot of older people that. You know, I, I've traveled the country long and long and hard for many years um, when I focused solely on driving and um, a lot of amazing people, great people and um, great harness people and, and racing people and, and um, soul of the earth. It's just, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the modern world, we, we tend to lose them a little bit. But, um, yeah, there's still some really amazing people out there, that, as you say. Like your grandmother has a dollar each way. It's, there's a lot of people like that, and um, so it's, it's that, that gives you actually a buzz when you hear those stories. To be honest with you, you know they, that that they, that actually gives you a good feel, the furry feeling.
0: Yeah, good on you, Pete. Lovely to catch up with you, yeah. buddy.
1: All good,
0: mate. Take it easy. There is Peter Ferguson, wonderful history in harness racing and um, dipping his fingers into greyhounds, too, which is pretty awesome. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, stuff is helping mental health, too. Find stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.